I'm just wondering if you've been here over the last several weeks involved in this last teaching series. Now, 1030, y'all know we keep it 100 up in here. All right. I need to know, everybody, um, uh, how much you've been enjoying and benefiting from these teachings on the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand at me or clap your hands if, if it's been blessing you, has, has it been helping you, right? Yeah. And everybody, I'm hopeful even if you're online, you know, because we as a teaching team, myself, everybody, uh, we hope that you have really been digging in uh, to the study guides that we've been providing for you every week that our pastor Randy has been writing. And pastor Randy is a literary genius, you understand, right? You know, he's got this new book out, Quarantined with God. Uh, that he wrote during uh, the lockout with uh, COVID and everything. And so we highly recommend you grab one of these. If you didn't grab one on the way in, please consider grabbing one on the way out. They're only 20 bucks. And even if it's not for you, you know, you know, Christmas is around the corner. I'm just saying, you know, Christmas gift for somebody. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. And everybody, so if you're here, um, hopefully you've been grabbing uh, the prayer cards that we've been preparing for you to pray and encouraging you to pray every single day uh, during the week about the Holy Spirit coming in. Um, and, but just in case, um, because what our goal is, everybody, is we want you to see and experience the full manifestation of the Holy Spirit actually working in your lives. It's, it's so important for us that you experience that. Now, just in case you're here and we got some people, maybe this is your first weekend back at church. There was a couple here uh, at a nine o'clock. They just got back in from Texas. They've been traveling, so they haven't been able to follow along with us. Or maybe you're logging on to the broadcast for the first time. You know, you've been looking for a church. You're still not quite ready to be around a whole bunch of people, but you've been, you've been looking for a place to hang out. This is your first time. We're so grateful uh, that you're here. And so if that's you, uh, I just want to get you quickly brought back up to speed on what we've been talking about over the last several weeks in this series. And just a reminder, everybody, if you have been kind of out and in and in and out, uh, our services, our services, our preaching, our teaching are on our website. You can always go to our website centralwire.com. Okay, click the sermon tab up top. You can hear all of our uh, video sermons, and they're also available on uh, Google Play, on Apple Podcasts, and also on um, Spotify. Amen? So several weeks ago, if you remember, I intro this conversation about the Holy Spirit, talking about how the Holy Spirit is just like our greatest coach, right? He's just like our greatest coach, and, and his role in our life is he is our counselor, he is our comforter, and he is our chaperone, if you remember that. And then Dave opened the series, everybody, by talking about how the Holy Spirit is our helper. He's our paraclete. He's our, I like how he said, our battle buddy, you understand? But the Holy Spirit fights with us and fights for us if we give him the opportunity to do so, all right? And then, and two weeks ago, Dave talked about the Holy Spirit in Jesus and helped us to understand kind of how each of them intricately fit in the whole ecosystem. Of, 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 of eternity, right? How God is the architect, how the Holy Spirit is the engineer, and how Jesus is the builder, all right? And then last week, uh, Dave talked about how we can make sure, uh, as Gracie and the team just so eloquently shared in that final song, they just had us all jumping all over the place, right? How we can actually be filled with the Holy Spirit, right, right? Because that's important, because it's one thing to know facts, about the Holy Spirit. It's one thing uh, uh, to have familiarity with the Holy Spirit, but it's another thing all entirely. Our relationship, our experience goes to a whole nother level when we're filled 
with the Holy Spirit is this helping some people kind of get reacclimated to where we're going. All right. And so everybody, this morning, my assignment is to help us understand what it looks like to live in the power of the Holy Spirit, living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And some of you may be asking, all right, well, okay, what does it look like? What does it mean uh, to live in the power of the Holy Spirit? What is that? What, What is the power of the Holy Spirit? That's an amazing question. I'm glad you asked 1030. Here we go. The power of the Holy Spirit, everybody, is literally the supernatural power of God. The power of the Holy Spirit is the supernatural power of God. Okay, so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit uh, is a third person in the Trinity. God the Father, God the, God the three persons in, right, right, right. So the Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity, right? And so the Holy Spirit literally is that being, that person where um, 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 he appears through and manifests uh, great powers of work uh, through him, okay? And so basically, if you recall, We've been talking about this. Uh, I talked about it on the first message. Dave talked about it a couple of weeks ago, how the Holy Spirit initially appears in Scripture in Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. And so we see the Holy Spirit, everybody, as the engineer carrying out uh, what God, the architect, uh, dictated in all of creation right at the beginning. Are you seeing that, right? And then everybody, that we know that the Holy Spirit also empowered people in the Old Testament. He empowered people through the Holy Spirit. Look at Samuel, 1 Samuel. The Bible says, so Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day, oh, from that day on, watch this, the Spirit of the Lord came upon David in power, right? And if you study the life of David, we understand that David was that dude as a young guy, teenager, right, that took down nine foot, nine inch Goliath, a mighty warrior, not with a sword, not with sophisticated armor, but with a rock and a slingshot. You can't make this stuff up, right? All right, and not only everybody did he have and was equipped and empowered to take down this massive giant, but the same Holy Spirit in the same vein empowered David to gently soothe people and cast out evil spirits just by the playing of his harp and by the words of a song. You know, something like, I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. You know, something like that, something like that. You know, oh, you, stop it. You guys are too much. You're too much. I love you. And everybody, as you study everybody in the life of David, you'll find that that same Holy Spirit, right? That Holy Spirit, it didn't permanently indwell in God's people, but he would show up and, and, and work through people and give them power to achieve things that they normally would not have the capacity to achieve. I remember Samson in the Bible, you know, my strength is in my head. You know that guy? Remember him? Well, Samson, the Bible says in Judges chapter 14 that the spirit of the Lord rushed upon him. And although he had nothing in his hand, watch this, he tore the lion in pieces as one tears a young goat. I was like, what? All right. 
for the fellas in the room, I'm like, I started praying immediately, Ryan. I was like, Lord, Holy Spirit. I mean, hook a brother up with them biceps. You know, <laughs> I want to be that guy, right? But everybody, in all seriousness, listen, this is what the Holy Spirit does. It is the power, literally the supernatural power of God made real to us and for us for his glory, okay? And so ultimately, some of you may be saying, okay, Ray, I get the what. I get what the power of the Holy Spirit is, but why is the power of the Holy Spirit important for me? I mean, what's the big deal? Hayden, help me out with this. I want to show you, give you a picture of why living in the power of the Holy Spirit is important for us. Hayden just runs like all over the place. Speaking of running. And so... I want to show you this picture. Now, Hayden, I'm going to just have you start, like, running. Okay, now, Hayden is running. Now, you see him running? I mean, he, he's working hard. But this is a picture of a lot of us in our spiritual lives, right? Working really hard, putting in a lot of effort, but gaining no ground. Is, is this making sense for somebody? Okay, thank you, Hayden. Hope I didn't wear you out too much. You're awesome. <laughs> Give Hayden a hand. Yeah. And everybody, for too many Christians, unfortunately, that is a picture of what our spiritual lives look like, right? Like we're literally running on a treadmill, expending a whole lot of energy, working really hard, working up a sweat with a bunch of religious activity, but we remain stuck in the same space spiritually. And some of y'all, honestly, if you was looking at that illustration in the building online, some of you was like, well, Pastor Ray, that wasn't just hating. That... That's, that's what my life looks like, right? Because everybody, our spiritual life, which of course is connected to our mental and emotional lives, which of course everybody is connected to our physical lives. Some of y'all like, Pastor, that is exactly what my life looks like. And everybody, can I tell you, that is exactly where the enemy wants us. Working really hard, spinning our wheels, putting in all this effort, getting absolutely nowhere. Activity without accomplishment. And that's why the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit is important, everybody. His job is to empower us as Christians to progress in our spiritual lives, which then everybody carries over into every other area of our life. Is this making sense? And this is why, everybody, Paul prays this amazing prayer in Ephesians chapter 3, where we'll spend the rest of our time together. He says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the to understand. Watch this. As all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and that comes from God. Somebody say power one more time. Power. And we talk about uh, what it means to be uh, empowered, what it means to have power through the Holy Spirit. That word power in the Greek is that word deutimus for my note takers, that word uh, deutimus, that word power literally means everybody uh, to, to have miraculous power, miraculous ability, miraculous abundance, miraculous strength, and the ability to perform mighty or wonderful work. That's what the Holy Spirit does 
when we uh, allow him to empower our lives. He allows us to accomplish all of those things. And so some of you may be saying, okay, this is making sense for me, Pastor. Okay, we talked about what the power of the Holy Spirit is. We talked about why we need the power of the Holy Spirit. So for my last few minutes, I want to talk to you about what it looks like for us to live in the power of the Holy Spirit and what that accomplishes for us as he works through us, okay? First point for my note takers is, everybody, the Holy Spirit empowers us with confidence. Somebody say confidence. He empowers us with confidence. Let me show you in the verse. Verse 16 says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will what? Empower you with inner strength. Somebody say inner strength. Yeah, through his All right, that word inner strength, everybody, it literally speaks to uh, our interior mindset, our mentality, our thought process, right? What goes on on the inside of us, right? And this is important, everybody, um, because that, that changes everything. Once we start thinking differently, it puts us in position to do things differently. Now, those of you, uh, maybe this is your very first time here at church, maybe online, you've never really hung out with us before, and you may not know a whole lot about me um, like the rest of us, but you guys, most of you guys know I spent six years in the National Football League, played uh, football for the Colts, the Bears, and the Lions. I just wanted to show you a few of my photos in case you've never really seen me. Here's me playing for God's team, you understand, the Chicago Bears. Yes, yes, yes. And then that's me. And, and so I look at these photos, and I think to oh, that's one of my, whoa, that's a bad man right there. Yeah, 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 right. And I look at these photos and I think to myself, man, this is really cool. Like I had this experience, really cool experience to do this and God did it, right? He certainly did it. If you heard my whole testimony, you know that's true. But when you look at those photos, they don't always tell you the whole story, right? You don't get to see the struggle that it took Uh, for me to get there and all of the barriers and the issues and the obstacles that was in my way. Like when I was in high school, if the kids was up here, they say it like this, my high school football team was trash. You understand? We, We stunk so bad, we smelled like hot garbage. You understand? It was bad, right? To the point where I didn't get one college scholarship to play at a college Uh, mid-major college, major college, division two college. Walked on to the football team my second year at Eastern Illinois University. And when I walked on to the team, my football jersey was 104. It was that bad. You understand? It was terrible, right? And, And everybody, it was bad because at that point in my life, I was 19 years old. This had been a 12-year journey. I saw the vision when I was seven. And I don't know if I'm speaking to anybody in the room or online where you felt like God was calling you in a certain direction. You felt like God was like, I want you to do this, and I want you to go here, and I want you to hang out in this space. But it seemed like as you moved, as you stepped out on that, you had issue after obstacle, after drama, after situation. And I don't know about y'all, but even the most optimistic person like me, and my wife would tell you, I'm one of the most optimistic people on the planet, right? When you consistently and continually have issues and it seemed like stuff that you thought would be a lot smoother isn't really happening for you, you can get really, really down. You can get really, really discouraged Am I talking to any real people. And it's amazing because watch this, my wife and I, we met in college, but at this point, I hadn't met my Michelle yet. And so she wasn't even in my life. And so I'm walking through this very difficult time, but isn't it cool? that God sees us exactly where we are, and he has a way of speaking to us right when we need it the most. 
And so I'm in this space, I'm, I'm at practice, and my coach walks up to me, who is also our defensive coordinator and our position coach, and he walked up to me and he said, Ray, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but I think you have what it takes to go all the way to the next level. And not only did he say that, he was the first person, y'all, to speak that type of thing over me other than myself and my dad, right? First person. Not only did he say that, but he went and started listing the reasons why he thought that I had the opportunity to go to the next level. I wish I was talking to some real people. Because see, remember when we talked about the coach, the Holy Spirit being like that great coach, and everybody just like the great coaches, they know exactly what buttons to push. They know exactly when to push them, and they know exactly how to get the very best out of their athletes and their players. And many times, all it takes, y'all, is for them to walk up on one of their athletes when they're feeling defeated, when their head is bowed down, when the game is on the line and they're down on the scoreboard. All it takes is for the great coach to whisper in their athlete's ear something like this, hey, you got more in you. I see something in you that you even know is there. I know you're tired. I know you're hurting right now, but the game ain't over yet. Your life is not over yet. And I didn't bring you this far to leave you now. Who am I talking to this weekend? Huh? Where the enemy told you, right, that your time was up, that you're washed up, jacked up, messed up, and out of luck. Look, the devil is a lie. I want to encourage somebody right now. As long as you're still breathing, baby, the Holy Spirit says you got a chance to win. You got a chance uh, to rewrite the narrative that's out there on the street about you. You got a chance to be used because Savannah said it on her testimony. If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Yeah. Somebody say new. Hey, let me say it like this. Uh, 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 I might not be the best model of myself, Rob, but I'm a brand new model of myself. You understand? Somebody say new. Yeah, I may not be a perfect model, but I'm a brand new model. In other words, if I can say it another way online, I might not quite be where I need to be. I might not be right where I want to be, but thanks be to God and Christ Jesus that I'm not where I used to be. Somebody ought to say amen. Yeah. Everybody, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He empowers us with confidence to begin thinking differently about who we are, about where God has us and what God wants to do with us. But not only does he empower us with confidence, everybody, he empowers us with courage. Somebody say courage. He empowers us with courage. Look at the verse. Verse 17 says this. It says, it says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Watch this. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you what? Strong, right? That speaks to our courage. When we get strength, now it empowers us to step out and do some stuff. And I want to say it like this, everybody. See, you can't have courage without confidence. Rob heard it. I'm going to say it so everybody else can. I said you can't have courage without confidence. You understand? See, 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 I love this passage, Lisa, because you can see how he kind of lays it out. First, we get the courage, B. Then we get the confidence. And why is that important, everybody? It's because, I'm going to say it like this. If our confidence 
is the belief that our circumstances can be different. Our courage is the action that our circumstances actually are different. If I could say it another way, everybody, it's this subtle shift that changes mentality into motion, right? It is literally the decision to start acting upon what we say that we know is already true, right? And and because of the love of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for our sins and the truth that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, when we not only learn that, but now we believe that and we know that because we put our hope and trust in what Jesus did for us and now that he dwells within us, guess what? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, that changes everything. It changes the way we walk. I hope I can get everybody out here walking just like this, right? How many of y'all seen Christians, people who say they love God, walking around with their shoulders slumped over the head down like this? But when you understand who you are and whose you are, it changes the way you walk, right? Hey, it changes the way you talk, right? Christians talking defeated all the time. How you doing? Well, I don't know. I just hope that that person don't. No. When you know who you are, now it's like, I wish that person would. Because greater is he that is in me than any joker that's up in the world, in the world, you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes the way we talk, everybody. It changes the way we live. It changes our entire outlook. Why? Because now we no longer live by what the world dictates to us. Now we live by what the word dictates to us, right? And everybody, I just want to reiterate this because I think it's important. And I say reiterate because I haven't talked about this in a while, but I know I've shared it in the past. Understanding what courage is. You do know, everybody, courage is not the absence of fear. You know that, right? When you walk in courage, it doesn't mean you're unafraid. But courage, everybody, is acknowledging your fear, yet choosing to step out on faith. That's the difference, right? You may still be afraid. But now, even in that space, you got a choice to make. What will you choose to do with your fear, right? right, Ryan and the team sang it. My fear, it don't stand a chance when I stand in the love of Jesus. Now, that's a choice, right? I don't have to stand in the love of Jesus. I can go over here and just stand in my fear and stand in the facts of what I see before me, right? And so we had that choice. Everybody, now some of you are like, well, Ray, I mean, you know, you pastor, you speak, you preach, you teach all over the place, all the time. I like to see you everywhere. But you know what? Even me, there was a moment where this was not this, you know, comfortable of a place. And even every week when I get up here during the week, I can't tell you how many times, oh, this sermon is trash. This is hot garbage. This is terrible. They ain't, they ain't gonna, they, they gonna, this, they gonna, they gonna walk out on me, right? <laughs> I gotta consistently keep this, before the Lord, because bottom line, I don't ever want to stand up here and this be about me. This has always got to be pointing people to Jesus. Amen. Right. This is so important. And so when I started this thing, you know, maybe like my second, third year speaking and preaching and evangelizing. Right. I was down in Springfield, Missouri on this huge event. If you remember, there was a group called FFH, Contemporary Christian Group. They were really, really popular years ago. Right. And so FFH was on the marquee and Ray McElroy was on the marquee, right? I'm sure they didn't come because my name was on the thing, right? And everybody, 
2,500 folk showed up. Leo, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2,500 folk showed up. And let me tell you something. When I saw them people, Joshua, I wasn't afraid. I was scared. You understand? And so I'm back there. I'm like, I ain't never spoken in front of that many people before, right? And so I'm back there, and I'm writing in my Bible, and I'm writing my notes down, and I'm like, I got to make sure I say this. I got to make sure I say that. They knocked on the door. Five minutes, Mr. Ray. I was like, oh, my God, I'm scared. Oh, my God. And then I dropped my Bible, and I was like, look. Because sometimes you ain't got time for the old Lord Jesus in your name. No, you just got to get there. <laughs> Only had five minutes, Josh. I was like, look, I'm in trouble. You got to help me, because if I go out there, I'm going to jack this thing up. I need you, God, to empower me with your spirit and do what only you can do. Speak to me and through me to your people. Everybody, I went out there. I said some stuff I ain't never said before, (laughs) stuff that I didn't practice, stuff that I didn't script. But more importantly, everybody, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit working in me and through me. When I got done... B, we gave the altar call, 150 people came to the Lord that night. 150, Jeff. And I know y'all clapping for Jesus because I ain't had nothing to do with Ray McElroy because that dude was scared. You understand? But everybody, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He he allows us to, to have our confidence in the right place. And once our confidence is in the right place. It moves us to start stepping out into some courageous places. Even though we're afraid, we know that we're not by ourselves. We can lean on his strength, his power, his ability to accomplish in us and through us what we didn't have the ability to accomplish on our own. Is this making sense, right? The Holy Spirit, everybody, empowers us with confidence, with courage. And then thirdly, everybody, he empowers us with comprehension. Say comprehension. I really like this one. He says, and may you have the power to, you see the comprehension piece, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And may you experience the love of Christ, though really, it's too great for us to understand fully, right? And so basically, everybody, when I think about this, I don't know if there is even if we even have the capacity, as, just like scripture says, for us to really understand Uh, the complete love of Jesus for us. But I believe that he does give us glimpses of what that looks like, to give us some level of comparative. Kaya, what a baby. Okay, my my prop is missing. I need a baby. Is there a baby in the room? You have a baby. Can I borrow, mom, can I borrow you and your baby really quickly? Are you bashful about coming up here? I didn't ask you pre. It's for Jesus. It's for Jesus. You mind coming? Well, I got who? Come on, come on, bring the baby. Bring the baby. Why are you looking over there? Come on, you, yeah, yeah, come on, come on, bring the baby. I need you, I need you, I need you. It's for Jesus, I need you, I need you. Come on down. I love it how she volunteered forcefully to come down and join us. Everybody, so everybody, um, this is what this picture looks like. Now, I don't know if y'all remember, but we were living in Merrill's Park for a p- period of time. Come on up on stage. You look beautiful. You look absolutely, oh, he's smiling too. He's like, yeah, I'm about to preach. I'm about to preach. We got the same haircut and everything. This is the right baby for this job. This is awesome, right? And so, everybody, my wife and I, we moved 
from uh, uh, Melrose Park to a brand new rehab home, home in Lombard, right? And we're living in this home. You're awesome. Thank you for coming, right? And, 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 you know, when you get a new home, everything is new. New floors. We got new hardwood floors. We got new carpet. And they had like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had... Uh, they had uh, uh, plastic on the stairs of the carpet. And when they took the plastic off, it made the stairs very slippery. Now, now how old is the baby? Eight He's eight months. How's he sleeping? Okay. Yeah. Cold word. He ain't sleeping very well. All right. And so we had just had little Ramaya, my baby. Hi, baby. She sings on the praise team. Does such a great job. We love you so much. Yeah. But she was 10 weeks. And wasn't sleeping very well, right? And so, you know, when you don't, it was my turn to get the baby, you know, and so I'm half asleep, but I got the baby and I'm walking down the stairs with no shoes on and I forget that the stairs are slippery. And so I'm going to see if he don't scream. Hey, buddy. So I got the baby and I'm on the stairs and I'm going to make sure he can see mama. And I slip, y'all, on the stairs. It's like I got roller skates on, right? He's admiring my hairdo. He's like, your hair like mine, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going down the stairs, and I look at my baby. Hey, buddy. And Ramaya's eyes got like this big at 10 weeks. It was almost like if she could talk, she was like, now, now, I know I'm just getting here. But this can't be how things are supposed to be going right now. I'm falling down the stairs, right? And so I'm almost down at the bottom of the stairs, about to hit this hardwood floor, all right? And what's going to happen is because I'm out of control, I'm going to fall and I'm going to crush my baby under the weight of my 225, 30-pound frame. But right before I get to the bottom, everybody, I notice about 10 feet away, there's a couch, You understand? Yeah. And so rather than my baby get crushed under the weight of my body weight, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and toss the baby out of harm's way, right? And so everybody, as athletically as I possibly could, I was like, right? I tossed the baby. And with that, everybody, I crashed, boom. I hit the ground, boom. My, my knee hit the, boom, right? And I'm out like this. Now, my wife hears all of this noise and sprints downstairs. I'm laid out. And all I hear is the baby screaming and hollering on the couch, ah, ah, right? She comes to me, are you okay? I'm like, forget me, check the baby, right? And everybody, uh, Ramaya lived. There wasn't any permanent brain damage. She, she, she's okay. Thank you so much for, the, for your help in that. You did awesome. I love you, buddy. You come preach with me anytime. What a great job he did in prom two. And everybody... I'm going to have to wait till he get back up. He's, he's still in my, my sermon time. That's awesome. But everybody, when I think about that, Josh, that's a picture of the gospel. Because you do recognize, everybody, that we were the one that was falling. 
we were the one that should have been crushed under the weight of our sin. But Jesus literally threw us out of harm's way and said, I'm going to take the nails in my hands and my feet. I'm going to take the spear in my side. That should have been for you, but I'm going to take it just for you because I love you that much. And can I tell you something? It's amazing how he'll take a silly little story like that and help us to understand just how incomparably great his love is for us. And here's what I know. As we start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit, he'll begin to do stuff like that. Little everyday things, like you walk into school, like you hanging out with your brothers and sisters, like something in your marriage, something you see on a stupid TV show, movie, or a football game, and help you see, man, that's just like Jesus' love for us. Now, we'll never fully know what that looks like, but it's really cool to be able to begin getting those glimpses of just how deep and how wide and how high the love of Jesus is for us. Amen? Amen. He gives us comprehension. And my last point, and we're about to go have brunch, is the Holy Spirit, everybody, empowers us with completeness. Somebody say completeness. Look at verse 20. It says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. If I can give you another verse that correlates really neatly with that, James chapter 1 verse 3 says, for you will know when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and, are you seeing this? Needing nothing. That word complete, everybody, literally speaks to being mature. That word complete literally speaks to us growing and maturing in our faith. And bottom line, everybody, that is our heart here at Central Christian Church. We don't want y'all to just come to church. And we love it when y'all come to church. We'd hate to be in this building all by ourselves and y'all didn't show up, right? We love it when you come to church. We love it when you log in online. But if all you do is come to church every week, that is just like saying, we just want you to eat one meal a day uh, a week. Now, you could do that, but how strong would you be? How productive would you be if you just ate one meal a week, right? What we're saying to you is we want you to experience the power and the growth and the maturity of spending time walking with the Holy Spirit every single day. Time in your word, time in prayer, time in meditating on God's word. And it's amazing when we do that, everybody, we get to unashamedly live in the incomparably great power that the Holy Spirit provides for each of us to operate in, everybody, because there's a difference between salvation and sanctification. You see, salvation, everybody, is, is, is what happened? Back one, please. Salvation, there we go, is knowing you will spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. But sanctification, everybody, is the process of maturing, growing, and becoming like Jesus while you're still here on earth. All right? We need that. Because if we're not getting that, you do understand that there's a target on our backs. When we confess Christ, we just like that little baby. All right? And if we don't grow, man, we are easy pickings. For the enemy. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to be that Christian that's walking around always defeated. 
walking like I ain't got no hope, walking like I don't have any strength, talking like I don't have a source, right? I want to walk and live and thrive in the incomparably great power that resides within each of us, that same incomparably great power that rose Jesus from the grave, right? Let me show you to you. It's right here in the scripture. Verse one says, I keep asking that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you to, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Jesus Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Everybody, We just need you to understand that the incomparably great power of the Holy Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the grave is available to us. And it's not hard to access it. Literally, all we got to do is ask for it. So I want to invite you to stand right now. I want to pray this prayer. This is the prayer card that we're giving you today. When we operate and live in the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody, he empowers us with confidence. He empowers us with courage. He empowers us with comprehension. He empowers us, everybody, with completeness. And if I'm going to live this life on this planet with all of this stuff going on online, I want to be complete in my love, mature, growing in my love and and my walk and my development with him. And so I want, to, I want you to encourage you to make sure you grab these. And I hope that this is just not like table decoration, but you actually pray this prayer all week. I'm going to pray it over you right now. Bow your heads. Holy Spirit, we are desperate for your power and presence in our lives. We need you to give us the confidence and the courage to walk in your ways, to know your will, and to live fully in the knowledge and joy of living for Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray and let the people of God say in the building and online, amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Central Wire podcast. Be sure to stay connected with us at centralwire.com and have a great week.